So the next and final topic for today is Europe is kind of economically <laughs> playing catch up. They are in a bad spot for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, they have shot themselves in the foot with economic policy so badly. And I'm going to say this because this is something that bothers me enormously. During the pandemic, the economic, the, the, the governments, the Western governments specifically, but not just the Western governments. Yeah. Okay. China also had a huge lockdown. I mean, it was. Uh, yeah, they did. They, they did. did lockdown. And, That's and correct. so right now their economy is stagnant. They're economically. Yeah. Those policies that we, you know, we forgot this was a couple of years ago. Oh my yeah. God. Those, those policies destroyed the Western economies from what the economists that I have followed for years, yeah. they said this was going to happen and here we are mm. and it's happened. And I want the world to remember that those policies are causing what we have now, yeah. according to the top economists. And actually tomorrow we're going to be diving deeper on a rumble on, on rumble. this topic. Topic. Yeah. I remember. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk openly tomorrow. Make sure you guys join us tomorrow for rumble. See, right see, there. Yeah, see the link below because we're gonna be digging deeper into really the link between this mandate now that we are starting mm. to see here in the mm. US and how that can can sort of degrade the economy by design. All yeah, this by design. because the the U.S. Yeah. economy and and Europe's economy yeah. cannot take another yeah. one of these. Yeah. We just can't. I mean, uh, it'll absolutely destroy yeah. the yeah. Western world to have yeah. that happen again. And I have some some info. I, I won't disclose here. I'll disclose it tomorrow. So, so, so Rumble, uh, there's the link is in the uh, is on the screen. If oh. guys want, if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. So so I hope you can join us tomorrow. So now let's talk about this G20 summit. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. G20 summit. So my, my mind yes. is, is really zooming at that because I yeah. like to, uh, the way I've always done it is the idea of always thinking ahead as mm -hmm. to what lies ahead. So, so European Union, yes. you know, why the economy of Europe is mm -hmm. sinking big time mm -hmm. across the board. You look at certain countries in Eastern Europe, mainly uh, if I am to, based on what I looked at in, in Hungary. Uh, to a degree, uh, Romania to a degree, Bulgaria, but the uh, Bulgaria, Romania, the small economies, small, they don't small matter. Economies, yeah. When you look at the main one, France, Germany, yeah. UK, UK, Spain, Portugal, Portugal to a degree, yeah. uh, but those countries, their economy is going down. So mm -hmm. the idea that now the European European Union thinking about the term that they use is called the, the uh, I have a term for it. Okay. Believe it or not. Uh, it's, it's used within the, uh, the, uh, the political circles is geoeconomics. Yeah. Geoeconomics. So what does it mean basically in a simple term? You think in the geopolitical landscape to the economic outcome. Yeah. That's the bottom line to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And for this, you can look at it from different angles. Mm -hmm. Well, I can only give you one example to make a point. Yeah. Niger. Oh, Africa. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> it makes simple. Would, would any would any of this be happening in Niger if they if, didn't have uranium? If they didn't have exactly. if they didn't have exactly. natural resources? Yeah. No, it wouldn't be. No, and this is why the European Union now is considered sort of uh, uh, arguing that nothing is wrong with. The EU economy is still fine. No, it is not. Well, I remember here yeah. inflation was transitory for a long yeah. time. 
Yeah. How long is transitory? Oh, it's still going on. Yeah. Oh, really? So, and this is again, you have to think about it in terms of uh, when you take into consideration the multilateral institutions within the EU mm -hmm. that advocate for certain international economic relations and so yeah. forth. To them, how things are going south so fast that they can they can control. Yeah. Absolutely. I give you the example absolutely. of the UK. Some I've talked to some people. The UK isn't on the verge of bankruptcy. Mm. They won't ever come forward and admit that because they are still going up with high interest. Yeah. You know, average uh, Brit, it's having a hard time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Up. And not just in Brits, across Europe. Yeah. But all this, it comes during a time when you compare it to what just took place with BRICS. Mm -hmm. Because you can dissociate or put this aside and say, oh, this is an isolated event yeah. by itself. Europe is because it's managing its economy certain mm -hmm. ways or no. No, the bottom line to it is the failed policies that the EU has embarked on following the US lead. Yep. That is the bottom line. Yep. What we have contributed to is two main events. One of them has to do with the blow up of the pipeline. Oh, the yeah, Nord absolutely. Stream 2. Absolutely. And the second one is ensuring that the financial trap for Europe by keep sending their resources to, to Ukraine. Ukraine. Absolute insanity. Straightforward. Absolute there is no insanity. ifs and buts because yeah. this is where the media put that spin on yeah. and add some language that an average Joe, average Jane, uh, you know, it's like, yeah. what the heck that word means? Right. Instead of using big words, instead right. of simplifying, breaking it down. You know, it's amazing to me because I'd actually like to see yeah. a chart, a transparent an accurate chart, which is never going to happen, uh, of what the money is being used for in Ukraine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A chart of actually where that money is going in Ukraine, because the the money that's flowing into Ukraine is yeah. out of Europe. It's and out of the US. US. Yeah. I uh, I read something yesterday, and I can't confirm it. That's mm -hmm. why I never wanted to yeah. say it 100% because yeah. I, I need to check on those information. And that's usually sometimes I get them through my my Twitter feed. So yeah. and I have a lot of followers on Twitter. By the way, guys, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at the what I know. You can follow oh, me there. I've got a I've got a banner for that. There it is. Yeah, there's one there. So there you go. So. Follow David on Twitter if you want the handle. It's D So what happened is I saw that the numbers mm -hmm. of the money sent to Ukraine reached four hundred billion dollars. Mm -hmm. I can confirm it. Yeah, I repeat yeah. this for the record. I can't confirm that one till I check. It's but at the same time, though. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because it's not just from the US. Right. It's coming from it's coming from all over. It's all coming from Europe, Europe also. Mainly. Oh, Europe and the US. Mm -hmm. I don't see African donor in the or China or no, no, they're not. Because they know. Yeah. And the question, like you said, where's that money's gone? Where has it gone? And and then you start to see on TikTok, and then you start to see, you know, on social media yeah. that the kids of, of these high-ranking officials are ending up with $20 million man, whatever living it is, right? France. Living yeah. in France, in these exuberant mansions. And, and you say, well, is that where it's going? Yeah. And if not, where did they get that money? That's right? true. If, if their country is this kind of bombed out mess, where are they where getting that, that money? Yeah. I forget, by the way, the third element to what I said earlier yeah. about the money to Ukraine 
and the blow up of the Nord Stream 2. There is yeah. a third element. Okay. You know, the third element is the designed US trade war with China. Mm, yeah, that one absolutely. was aimed at Europe also yeah. because we never wanted to. As a matter of fact, there is now rumors, mm -hmm. and I use the term rumors here, that Germany mm -hmm. wanted to pivot to China. That's interesting. So I believe I, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, for me, I have to confirm things before yeah. I conclusively, you know, my yeah. credibility course, line course, here, I can't. But so far, that's what it is. But I can see why. Yeah, I can see why. Because we wanted to have the trade war with China, not about the U.S. market, right. not about it, but also to prevent Europe. The same thing we did with Europe, not to get closer to Russia yeah. regarding energy. So, and this is why Europe economy now, it's soon mm -hmm. before you know it, BRICS yeah. will overtake G7. Yeah. Well, and, and my, that, my word on it. That's, that's in some ways, in a really big way, yeah. they already have in terms of purchasing power, power. they yeah. have. And the United States is not thrilled about that, and understandably so, right? That is, that is the end of an economic monopoly. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because I, we're, you don't hear about that very much here, right? Yeah. You don't hear about the fact that the, the BRICS countries have now surpassed us in purchasing power. You don't hear about no, that. No, you won't hear much. All no. you hear about is, oh, well, you know, we're still on top. We're still the best. The dollar is still strong, which is true. The dollar is still strong. However, we're looking at what is going to happen over the next five years, over the next 10 years, over the next 20 years. And how, how does the world look? And it's, it's, you know, you're, you're looking at some very critical negative yeah. things that have happened in terms of Europe getting natural resources. We talk about this with the Niger coup revolution, whatever you'd like to yeah. call it. We talk about the fact that there was a pipeline that was supposed to go through there. Yeah. But... That isn't going to happen anymore. And where was that pipeline headed? It was headed to Europe. To Europe, yeah. So this is where that that global economic order that was mm. set really after Bretton Woods is coming yeah, to yeah. an end. Basically, Bretton Woods system it's, yeah, more or less is coming to an end. Yeah. So, so uh, if, if if I am to think, just I don't like to use the term "guess." Yeah. In geopolitics, it's hard. And you you won't go about guess guessing mm -hmm. as much as you go about analyzing, analyzing. for possible outcome. Yeah. So if I am to say what would be the possible outcome within a decade, is that the change to the uh, value of the U.S. dollar on mm -hmm. the global stage? Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll, you know, well, I mean, it's actively being. It is actively, actively, but it will take. take it down. Believe it or not, you're looking at it'll five to ten Absolutely. years before. Absolutely. I followed the euro. The yeah. euro. I used to when I used to travel to. Yeah. You know, back then and. You know, a family in Europe and all that stuff. So you'll you'll you convert <laughs> money to Dutch to yeah. to German mark, yeah. Dutch mark. You'll convert to a French franc. You yeah. convert to the pound sterling in, mm -hmm. in England and so forth. All of a sudden, with the euro, well, you got one come by, but it took them nine years. Yeah, you know, and of course because we pushed behind the scenes for that yeah. because we wanted to weaken the financial structure of Europe. Yeah. The way I see it moving forward with the BRICS going up, within a decade, you're going to see some fundamental changes to the economic global order 
that it's not going to be in favor of the West because the wealth has already shifted from the e from the yeah. West to the East, and with the East being the hub of the global economic engine. This is what the reflection of what those 40 countries yeah. that are wanting to join BRICS mean. Yeah. You know, not all of them is going to contribute, of course, of course. but BRICS is going to be smart enough to assess and evaluate who is and yeah. who isn't going to contribute. And I could see why they picked on the six right away because mm -hmm. three of them are considered the major oil producers. You know what I think is interesting with yeah. all this call for green? Oh, green that's, energy, yeah. green whatever. Yeah, you know the biggest countries that are being picked are not the ones that are doing the green the best. The They're the oil producing countries. Yeah. So I just want people to pay attention to that that the big power players are picking oil producing countries. Countries, yeah, which will make perfect sense internally and for the dynamics of not only the bilateral trade mm -hmm. but also global trade. Global trade without bypassing the whole Western system. Yeah. That's the way I see yeah. it. So. Well, guys, we hope you find this informative. By the way, make sure to join us tomorrow for Rumble. Yeah, we're going yep. to be detailing. There is a link down in the bottom there, and we will be detailing more about really what's going on. I have some, some information from Davos. Ugh, I know, I know, but but crawl. they need to know. Yeah, our absolutely. viewers need to know. So, absolutely. And also remember to check out that government course. And I'm very excited. Next week we'll start officially on that. Yep, very exciting, Finally. guys. Finally. Get in before next week. Um, we'll be doing a live welcome call where you guys can bring some questions and and all that. David is teaching this course live. Um, and at the end of every single class, so there's eight classes, and at the end of every single class, there's a Q and A, so you guys can interact with David. Yeah. And you know, I might pop on also, sure. but uh, with David directly. So I think that's a kind of a cool deal. Perfect. But we All look right. forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. As always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time. Bye-bye.